You are listening to Biz Secrets Exposed, presented by Fusion Biz Co., where we lift the veil and ask changemaker entrepreneurs to share their gritty stories of challenge, what it really took to get to the top, the sacrifices they made, the hacks they've discovered, and the triumph that came from all of it. Here's your host, Ashley Makovich. Hello, Ezreem, and welcome to the podcast. Hello, Ash. Thanks for having me. Oh, you are so welcome. I'm so excited to share your story today. So, Ezreem, you are one half of Champagne Wedding Duo. You won first place in the Brides' Choice Awards 2021 for live wedding entertainment in Perth, as well as first place in the National Australian Wedding Awards 2021 for live wedding entertainment. Congrats. Oh, thank you. Um, you also, I think everyone um, probably watching or listening has seen you perform at an event. You've definitely performed at many fusion events before. You've said here that you've performed at over 100 weddings last year alone. That's incredible. You have four children with your own solo projects and you just told me that your your eldest is about to turn 18. I can't believe well, you haven't. Next year. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Adult, yes. adult child. and you've also raised 50 grand for charities throughout your music that is you've done so much you are incredible have I missed anything from that intro is there anything that you want to add um yes I also have peacocks as well oh that's a very important point I'm very important (laughs) everyone needs to know that (laughs) it actually doesn't surprise me you know (laughs) (laughs) we've got um babies as well they've they've had babies now so we've got peacock babies living in our alfresco oh yeah i yeah that actually does not surprise me one bit you just got little peacocks running around your backyard that's so cute um all right cool so the podcast is called biz secrets exposed so we're going to start off with a little juicy secret from you please can you please share Something that not many people know about you or your business. Let us in on a little secret. Oh, God, I'm such an oversharer. I don't know if I'll be able to think of anything that people don't know. <laughs> so true. Oh, people. Yeah, I'll have a think. I'll have a think. Okay, okay, good. We can come back to that at the end. Let's get into your story. Um, take us back to why you started your business in the first place. Tell us that story of when you got started. Yep, sure thing. Um, I, well, the way I started was quite, quite unusual, I suppose. Um, I got married when I was 18, which is crazy because my daughter's 18 next year. I'm like, don't do what I did. (laughs) Although you're still happily married. I'm still happily married, but I'm not ready. Okay. (laughs) Um, So yeah. And then I had kids straight away. So I didn't go to uni. I didn't study anything. I was just, I was a stay at home mum. And then by the time I was 24, I had three kids. (laughs) So I was just doing the full-time mum thing. And then when I was about that age, I heard about slavery and trafficking in the world. And I was really, um, you know, I know lots of bad things happening in the world, but it really affected me. I I became obsessed with the thought that I can't believe there's people out there that are slaves and I'm not. And so I was like, I just, I have to do something. So that's so interesting you say that. I'm just going to just butt in here because I've been doing a lot of work, like work on myself and past lives and things like that. Are you into any of that kind of thing? I, I've heard about it, but I haven't, I haven't gone there myself. Mm, potentially yeah. if you resonate really deeply with something on some, on some level that it might mean that you were that in a past life potentially. Oh, well, anyway, there you go. Bit, bit of woo woo for your Tuesday. Mm. Well, there you go. Wednesday. <laughs> well, something that that I didn't know and that everybody else didn't know. There you go. I might have been a slave in my 
past life. There you go. Anyway, <laughs> keep on going. Okay. Um, so, so I started writing songs about it and I recorded the songs at a friend of a friend's house and I thought I sold the CDs and I thought this could go to the charity that a charity that helps women and children um, to be rescued from trafficking. And I heard about it from a jewellery party, the jewellery that had been made. It was like a social enterprise. Women that had been rescued were making jewellery and selling it to look after themselves and their children so they didn't go back to the slavery. So anyway, within four months of me making this CD of songs about this issue, I raised $10,000 and I did some shows at the Ellington Jazz Club and just anyone who would listen, I'd be like, listen to me and my songs about slavery and buy my CD. (laughs) So... And then when the $10,000 was raised, I was like, oh my gosh, this is like the best thing I've ever done in my life. And I love it. And I want to keep doing it. And and people thought I was a musician after that. They were like, well, you've got a CD and you've raised this money. And they started asking me to sing at events. (laughs) So that's actually how I started. Isn't that strange? That's incredible. So it was obviously a very purpose-driven, like you weren't, you didn't set out to become a musician or anything like that. You were just like, I just want to help slavery. Yes, it's literally what I did. And I kept doing that also as a stay-at-home mum. Like I, that was my my main thing that I was focusing on. So I sort of just did this as a side hustle. It wasn't profitable for me, but it just made me feel better about living such a good life, I suppose, with my kids when others didn't have that. And it, um, yeah, made me feel like I was helping in, a, in some way. So I did that till I raised, yeah, about $50,000. And then I guess my kids got older and started going to private school and then I was like okay I need to make money now (laughs) so I sort of that's kind of on the back burner now the fundraising Mm -hmm. and now I um, do this as my job performing and it pays for my kids school fees and just you know how expensive children are (laughs) yeah just for our family to live so it's yeah Yeah. I mean four children in private school yeah that that would be pretty (laughs) pretty helpful well, there's three this year and next year will be four of them. Mm. Uh, so next year is going to be the biggest year of it and then one will graduate and it will get, I'm like, it's going to get better. It's only a couple of years. And so with your music, so you started just doing it, um, you know, little gigs here and there. And and so how did you progress it into be able to pay for your children's private school? Like, tell us that part. Sure. So, um, so yeah, when my youngest was in kindy, when he was in school, I think I sort of was like, I mean, I think it's great if you can work full time and have babies. I just, I wasn't able to do it. I don't know. <laughs> it was too hard for me. So um, when he was in school, that's when I was committed in my mind. And I thought, right, I can do this now. They're all in school. I can go for it. And yeah. so I started to, I started to actually post videos of myself, like, every day sorry for anyone who followed me on Facebook back then but you had a life every day <laughs> of me singing a song <laughs> um and I, I did as many wedding expos as I could and I went to as many networking events as I could I just put myself out there as much as I could mm. and it, yeah it just it just was enough and I was able to to pay for their fees and it was scary because I was like oh I've you know, I've never even had paid a tax bill before because I've never earned enough money. Um, yeah, just the thought of being able to pay for something like that was a, a big thing in my head. Like, yeah. oh, can I, can I actually do that? Because I've never earned money before. Um, whereas now I get big tax bills. So <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm okay with it now. <laughs> uh, good, good. Yeah, well, I mean, if you're paying tax, you're making money. So it's a good thing, right? 
Exactly. So, 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 so tell us, um, in this podcast, I really like you to go deep with our listeners and our audience and share a bit of a breakdown moment for you. We all have them um, and there's nothing to be ashamed about and generally there's always a silver lining. But can you please take us to the emotion of um, a specific breakdown moment in business for you? Yeah, does it only have to be one? Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we have two 12. <laughs> I'll try. Um, well, I guess there's one thing probably before I started business, which was a breakdown moment for me uh, when I was a teenager and I auditioned for a prestigious music school in Perth because I knew as a child, I was like, I want to be a musician. That is all I want to do. There's, I don't have a plan B career. Like that's what I want to be. So, and I was always, it was always drummed into me. Well, if you want to do well enough, you must go to uni and you know, that's what you're taught by our society. So I I auditioned for this music school because I thought that would be my path to uni because my school didn't, didn't do music. Like they only did a sort of um, a non-uni level music course. And then these two old white guys at the school, the fancy school, I did my audition and they, they pretty much just were like, look, you're just not at the level of our students at our school. I was 15 at the time as you 10. They're like, you just, you're never going to catch up. You'll never catch up to where our students are at their level. And you just wouldn't, it wouldn't be suitable for you to attend our school. Oh, how heartbreaking <laughs> for a 15-year-old. <laughs> I was so devastated. Um, so then I actually just didn't do music for like for like 10 years. Oh, my wow. God, I'm getting emotional. <laughs> wow. Sorry. So two, yeah, two white guys told you that you couldn't. Oh. Yes. Um, and then, like, it was so embarrassing because – I already told all the kids at school, like, oh, I'm going to this school now. I'm moving schools. You know, I've got this audition and I'm going to be a musician and these are my plans. Mm. And then I went back to my school and they're like, oh, we thought you were moving to another school. And I had to tell everyone well, I didn't get in. Oh, <laughs> even all it's That's like it. just twist the knife. Oh, my God. And I had, just, I had just won the talent show at my school. Oh. As a year nine, I wrote a song and performed it. And I won and I beat the year 12 rock band. So I was on this confidence high, like, yes, I can do this. And then I got completely crushed oh. by these school guys who, anyway, whatever. Look, they did me a favour because... I was like, well, if I'm not good enough to be a musician, I know I want to get married and have kids. I already picked out my husband when I was 12. So I just did that. He's the same husband. Yes, he's the same. <laughs> the same one. <laughs> wow. So I was like, well, that plan isn't working. So I'm going to do this plan. And then, um, and yeah, so, and then it was only after that jewelry party I mentioned before that I was like, no, I'm going to do this. I'm not going to listen to that belief that I was told back then. Or, you know, just keep that belief that I'm not good enough to do it. I'm going to do it. Yeah. So that was, yeah. And you know what? They actually, in I think it's a blessing in disguise. I mean, I skipped uni because of it. <laughs> so I got to where I am today without having to study or pay uni fees. Yeah. Um, you got your I four had, beautiful children. Yeah, exactly. I had my family young. That yeah. was a big reason because of it, because I thought, well, there's nothing else that I want to do. That was yeah. it. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of actually turned out fantastic. But yeah. um, that was devastating. And, and now what I do now as well is as part of my business, we run this thing called Geek School, which is where we I'm passionate about it because I want to catch those kids when they're like, I want to be a musician. Hmm. And I don't want to be that person that crushes them and says, No, yes. you're not good enough. <laughs> yes. 
It's well, so they, always, they say that your pain becomes your purpose and that's exactly what you're doing now. You're creating this environment for these children to come and, and flourish. Yes, well, that's what my my dream is now. Um, so, like, my duo partner and I, with our weddings, we just had so many wedding inquiries that we couldn't fulfil because you can only be at one at a time, <laughs> one place at one time. So we started a, an agency booking other musicians in our place and then we started the gig school um, for the up-and-coming musicians that want to be a musician and are like, how, how do I do that? You know, and you know what? my message to them is you don't have to go to uni. You don't have to go to a fancy music school. We can actually tell you this is exactly how you do it. It's Mm -hmm. not rocket science. Uh, You just have to be willing to follow these steps and anyone could do it if they wanted to Mm -hmm. and um, to help them and support them with that. And it's so rewarding. Oh, it would be, it would be. And so then take us to the, to a breakthrough moment. You've had so many, obviously, like you've won awards you've started your new um, project with your business partner but tell us uh, what's been a massive win or a breakthrough moment for you yeah um look I would say well obviously the award thing was pretty amazing but I mean I suppose we were the same people before we won the award as after we won it you know so um I kind of like I think awards are lovely because other people sort of pay attention to you I suppose but I have always maybe from that teenage experience I had I've always thought you know I don't need someone else's validation to say that I'm good enough to do something like that I'm worth something so I I kind of see an award as an external thing it's like someone else saying like you're good enough and I'm like well I don't need you to do that (laughs) although it is lovely does that make sense oh Um, yeah absolutely yeah so yeah it just goes to show that nothing actually outside of can outside of you can bring you lasting happiness and it only comes from within yes exactly yes um so yeah I'd say the breakthrough moment was actually probably when my duo partner and I got together and all of a sudden it just exploded like I was doing my own thing for about 10 years doing weddings and events by myself and he was doing them by his self himself <laughs> and then um when we joined forces it just exploded like all of my brides wanted to add him and his brides wanted to add me and then people just wanted to book us and then we had to start the agency because we had too many bookings whereas you know before that I just had I used to do my own admin because I I could because I didn't get that many inquiries Hmm. but now we have to have someone else do it all because there's just too many now and um so yeah that was really really amazing to to get to the point where you have so many bookings and then you win an award for the best in Australia for what you do. It's just like, ah, oh, those yeah. two old guys are probably dead by now, but geez, I'd love to like, you would just go and thank them because obviously like it set you on a path or it, that yes. helped you get to where you are today as well. So, you know, everything that happens, it happens for us. Yeah, exactly. I mean, imagine if I did just follow the normal path, if I, if I did just go to that school, if I had the rich parents that could pay for it and they, I went to the uni, like I probably wouldn't be thinking about the kids that missed out that or that might not might be told they're not good enough or that might not go to uni because I wouldn't have walked this path. So mm-hmm. as you say, it all it all happens for a reason and um and I'm I'm grateful. Grateful yeah. for the journey. It was hard at the time. <laughs> I was like, why is this happening to me? I just yeah. won my talent show. Why can't I go to the music school? <laughs> Uh, the polarity funny funny okay um so can you please share with us 
So if anyone who's listening is thinking of getting into the music industry or anything like that, can you please give us a few of your top tips or hacks that can help them or something that you teach your students in, um, in the agency? Sure. Well, we do the gig school workshops and we're also offering coaching for musicians as well. So if they really want some extra help with that, we can help you with that. Um, but I would just say you'd have to post a lot of videos. Mm-hmm. I remember I went to see a, a marketing business expert when I when I wanted to like you know when I was ready to my kids are in school and I was ready to make this happen and he said to me you need to first of all just post heaps and heaps of videos of yourself singing and I was like oh wow like it was news to me like oh I never thought of that <laughs> but it's video fun. content as well like video is going wild at the moment you've got the perfect thing to put on video Exactly. So I would say post lots of videos. I mean, I did it every day Mm. for like a year and they were live ones because on Facebook, like, you know, you get the notification if someone's gone live. I don't know if they still do that, but at the time that was happening. So it reached more people. Um, And, and I would also say, um, yeah, get as many agents as you can. Like if you get a professional video, which is what we help you with then get a list of agents which we can also help you with and give it to as many of them as you can so that you have all these job opportunities coming from lots of different places Mm. um, to help you yeah do it full time yeah I love it thank you thank you thank you you have so many different types of businesses you have um the agency you have you actually sing at how many gigs do you have per weekend you're probably at like three or four every weekend now you've got the the gig school You've got so much going on and obviously four kids as well. Like that's just incredible. Do you have any advice for business owners now um, of how you juggle it all, how you work with a business partner and all that kind of stuff? Look, the secret is that granny lives next door. So <laughs> I'm telling you, man, if you can get a granny next door, like that will just change your life if you've got kids. I really do think that's a big part of how I do what I do. I mean, I don't have to worry about like, oh, you know, the kids, will I be able, I can just say yes to everything because I know that there's a granny who does my job better than me anyway. (laughs) And so it's just asking for help really, isn't it? Just um, seeing what help you have by and asking. I think so. And even with my admin, like just having a full-time, well, not full-time, but all close to um, just a VA that, that does all of that like yeah definitely asking for help and um delegating as much yeah. as you can I think and yeah yeah I asked for when so yeah it's scary when you first do it but then once you realize that people can help you you're like all right what else can I delegate <laughs> I know what else can I get rid of that's how I think now I'm like what am I spending time on why am I doing this someone else can do it oh. now, um, now Ezra if you're part of our core business club so we were talking the other day in core about um we're having an international women's day discussion about empowering our children and things like that. And um, you told us something in there that your children do their washing. Um, everyone does their own washing in their own house, even yes. your husband. Yes. Even him, oh. all of them. Yeah. yeah. Cause I'm like, look, how hard is it for you to put your stuff in the machine, press the buttons and hang it on a clothes era in the house. Like you can do that. If you're nine, you can do yeah. that. Yeah. And the kids, they, they can cook dinner. Mm-hmm. Um, my, yeah, I just have always like from the very start, always wanted my kids to be as independent as possible. So if they are capable of doing it, then do it. 
then let them do it. And then you just do the bits they can't do until eventually you do nothing for them. And I do nothing for my kids. Mm. <laughs> like they, if there's an excursion form, they fill that out. Yeah. I don't even fill those out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love it. <laughs> nothing. Because a lot of the women in the core group were like, oh, how do you get your kids to do it? How do you get, and you said something really interesting. You said that you can't step in and save them. Like, okay, they might've forgotten to do their washing that they don't have a school shirt to wear or whatever. Like the moment that you step in and save them is the moment that they don't learn that lesson that time. Exactly. Yes. Mm, even, even with the school run, like they catch the buses to school. Um, and my, it, it's my youngest, the, the bus stop is literally four houses away. But he's he goes next door to Granny and he's like, Granny, will you drive me to the bus stop? Oh, and so she's like, okay. Oh, and I'm like, man, I'm not driving you four houses <laughs> down the street. But if you find someone else to help you, that's fine. Good on you, yeah. He's <laughs> <laughs> being resourceful. Yes. <laughs> Love it. All right, um, Ezra, we're going to finish off with a quick fire round now. So I you do. have to say um, no more than one sentence answers here. We're going to be quicker, right? And just say... Oh. The first thing that comes to your head. I'll try my best. Okay. Your top mindset hack that keeps you on top of your game. Um, oh, um, I think actually going for a walk every morning. I, I think that really helps. Sorry, mm-hmm. that's wrong or whatever, but yes. It's good. Your <laughs> go-to self-care when you feel burnout creeping in. I like to soak my feet in Epsom salts with um, peppermint oil. Nice. I might do that tonight. Hmm. Your best piece of advice for biz for business owners having a tough day. Chocolate. <laughs> dark. Very dark. <laughs> Love it. And something you wish you knew before you started your first business. Um, I guess I before I started my first business. Oh, I, I guess I, I just wish I knew that what other people's opinions and what other people thought of me like just didn't matter like at all I mean it doesn't now but I wish I knew that sooner oh yeah Hmm. same same I think that's a hard lesson a lot of business owners have to learn but once you learn it it's like you're so liberated and you can literally do whatever you want because you realize people actually don't think about you that much at all (laughs) they're just thinking about themselves exactly yeah yeah um, cool. All right. What I'm going to ask you again is a juicy secret. We're going to circle back oh. to the beginning if you've thought of anything. And then also we're going to ask you where our listeners can go to find out more about you. Okay, sure. Um, a juicy secret. Oh, what about something terrible that I've done? Okay, let's do it. <laughs> <Go there. laughs> okay. Look, I may have met, there may be some people that know about this, but like when I was starting out and I was just doing weddings as a hobby before I took it seriously, there was a wedding and I forgot to rock up to it. Oh, <laughs> and I, it was before I even had a booking form. It was before I had any systems in place. And I was at the Lancel and Dunes and I got this call. <laughs> oh no, it was nine calls. And I was like, why is someone calling me? I thought the wedding was at four o'clock, but it was actually at one o'clock. Oh, and no. oh my God, it was like the worst, worst thing ever. It was literally like probably one of the worst days of my life. I felt so bad. Oh, and what did um, they end up doing? I don't even know. And I, I, I just, I was, I left, I was blowing myself. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. oh my God. And I sent them this email saying how sorry I was. I gave them double their money back. I didn't just give them, I think I charged them 500 bucks for the ceremony. I gave them $1,000 back because wow. I just felt so bad. And did they ever um, come back to you and say anything? They actually were just like, oh, it's okay. Oh, that's fine. 
they were actually, I was like, they're going to leave me a bad review. I was like, I don't know how they didn't because they, they had every right to. <laughs> they were just so lovely about it. So, and I also, you just showed so much remorse, you know, like. Oh, I, so I just thought it was four o'clock because I mm. didn't have a proper booking form oh. and a booking system in place. So there you go. Mm. Yeah. Have your systems in place. Oh, look, I wish I knew that. I wish I knew that before. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there yeah. you go. And now please share with us um, where we can find out more about you, where we can see some of your music and, and also book you for having a wedding or an event. Sure. Um, I'm on I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. I've just joined TikTok as gig school. So I'm <laughs> trying that out as the next big thing. Um, so yeah, Ezra Eve or Champagne Agency or Champagne Wedding Duo or gig school. So there you go <laughs> on Love Instagram. It. Awesome. <laughs> All right, so um, please go and give Ezra a follow if you don't already. This is going to be, this podcast is mainly WA-based um, entrepreneurs. So I think most people listening would probably have heard of you, Ezra, because you are very omnipresent. You are everywhere. And um, I just want to thank you so much for sharing your journey with us today and just know that, um, you know, if, for anyone who's listening, there's always breakdowns and, and breakthrough moments. Just ride the waves and enjoy mm. the journey. Thanks, Ed. Thank you so much for today. Thank you, Ash. Thank you.